Welcome to Peak Mind. I'm your host, Michael Trainer, and I'm extremely excited to share today's episode with you, which is a mind key. And it's two of the principles that I've found to be most potent in both turning a situation around, uh, whether that be when you're in a mindset of um, challenge or, or even deep depression, uh, sort of a way to climb out of that experience. Um, and the other is the way that you sort of a, a part two to that mindset, which is the sort of uh, pragmatic approach to um, building a new life, if you will. And so the the two principles I want to talk about are what I call segmenting and stacking. So I'll be clear. First, let's start with segmenting. Segmenting is basically, in its simplest form, breaking down goals into their component parts. A really beautiful way to think about segmenting is, you know, a lot of people think about and get mired in in the quandary of what's my life purpose. Um, And it's really hard to... In the absence of, especially in today's day and age, uh, rites of passage, it's really hard to, you know, come to terms with a real true sense of purpose, which actually, I think, underpins a lot of the malaise in our in our culture, in our society, and as well as anxiety and depression, which I've experienced in my own life uh, during periods where I felt that I wasn't living on purpose. But one of the most, you know, powerful tools that I've seen and applied both personally, but also um, in very... Uh, powerful circumstances in other people's lives is breaking down larger questions and larger goals into very small component parts. So in the context of life purpose, one of the most beautiful exercises that I love is what's your ideal day? You know, it's, it's very hard to think about sometimes what the rest of my life look like, looks like, but it's not as challenging to think about what does, if I live tomorrow as the best tomorrow I possibly could, how would I approach waking up? How would I approach the morning? How would I move from an amazing meditation to jump for me, jumping in the ocean to, uh, you know, running in the sunshine and connecting with nature? These are all tenets and principles for me of an ideal morning, which I can use to segment into what I would see as my next ideal part of the day. Now, why that's powerful is it's, it's, it's easy to think about things that are directly before you, and oftentimes it's the way in which we're most effective. If you could consistently segment and look at goals and their component parts and stay unequivocally focused on those goals, the degree to which you would powerfully stack uh, those wins into a much larger win is profound. And I've seen that when I've taken on larger professional goals, uh, like what we did with Global Citizen Festival, moving from an idea with not a pot to piss in to executing nine months later, you know, a large-scale music festival with Neil Young and the Black Keys and the Foo Fighters and the Secretary General of the UN that leveraged, you know, a, a huge amount of, of financial contribution. That was based on a lot of days of of operating at peak state, but really broken down into component parts and approaching each of those segments with true focus. 
and other elements, of course, you know, an incredible team, uh, vision. Uh, but for, for the purpose of today's episode, I really want to focus on this idea of segmenting. There's two stories that I think could be really powerful in kind of fleshing out this idea a bit further. One is, if you haven't seen the film Touching the Void, I highly recommend checking it out. I'll go ahead and, and link below in the show notes. But Touching the Void is a true story. It's a documentary about a climbing team that was down in South America, and one of the climbers fell into a glacial uh, crevasse and was left for dead. And his femur was broken, and he was basically in... 98% of people would have given up right there in the crevasse. But I, w I won't give away the movie. Basically, he climbs out, and if you can imagine moving down a rocky uh, you know, cliff, knowing that you've been left for dead... Um, and every inch of movement is excruciatingly painful. It's hard to imagine thinking about, you know, climbing down miles in front of you to potentially, hopefully, still be alive by the time you reach, you know, hopefully one of your comrades who may still have stayed behind, even though they know that you're likely dead. Um, and the way that the gentleman did it was he segmented. So he didn't approach the miles before him, which could have been overwhelming, but instead approached the 10 feet in front of him as if it were his goal. He basically segmented where he needed to achieve by breaking down its component parts. And in doing so, in focusing on the one step before him and stacking that into a second step, and then getting to that 10-foot goal and taking a deep breath and celebrating. And then going that next 10 feet, he was able to segment and stack those small victories into making it down the mountain and actually reconnecting with his, uh, his comrade and, and basically lived to you know uh, live another day, which, as you can imagine, is, is quite a feat. Check out Touching the Void. Another really poignant resource is a book that I loved, uh, which was written by a Navy SEAL to a fellow Navy SEAL um, compatriot who had basically gotten lost in alcoholism and really had lost the map. And I think many of us know folks like that in our lives or even at different phases in our lives may have confronted, you know, sort of dark night of the soul. And so he breaks down these different aspects of resilience. And I won't reveal the whole book. I highly recommend you check it out. Uh, resilience by uh, Eric Reitens, I believe. Um, and I'll go ahead and link below uh, to the book. But one of the things that I really loved about it was he talks about Bud's training. And Bud's is, is infamous for being the most challenging physical training on the planet. And, you know, you, you get sort of 300 of the fittest, most, you know, most mentally tough, physically, you know, accomplished uh, specimens of human together, and still 90% of them uh, drop out, basically quit or are kicked out before the end of the training. What's amazing is uh, the author talks about, in the context of the training, the period in time in which the most people dropped out wasn't when they were, you know, being, you know, punished by the cold waves holding, you know, a couple hundred pound logs above their head or, you know, in the sand, you know, after no sleep for three days with sergeants yelling in their ear. It was actually, he recounted, 
when they were at, when they were sitting there watching the sunset and the uh, the drill instructors who were trying to get those certain individuals to quit because they wanted only the fittest to survive basically would uh, shift their approach and basically kind of lull them into thinking about um, you know where they were and how long the night ahead was. And what that did was it got them out of that segmenting perspective. It got them into the daunting perspective, the daunting thought of how am I ever going to make it through the next week when the last five minutes were absolute hell. He said that the people that rang the bell, which is what you do when you quit Bud's training, the most amount of the people to ring the bell did so when they were thinking about this future with this fear and this um, not knowing what it will bring. And it was actually that mental projection, right? Our, our thoughts create our feelings, our feelings create our actions, our actions create our life, right? That, that's kind of another way to look at segmenting. But it's, it's when we get overwhelmed by an idea that we oftentimes get lost. We lose the map and oftentimes lose sight of our goals. But if we can stay true to the sort of five feet in front of us, if you will, and not get lost in the projections of what could be, because we all know we'll get thrown off the map and have to blaze new trails, but that we can find ways back to our true north, if you will. Uh, if we continue to segment and stay true to our goals and take them sort of five feet at a time. And, you know, the, 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 you know, the way to climb the biggest mountains in our lives is, is literally climbing the, the, the few feet in front of us impeccably with focus, with grace. And as you stack that over time, it becomes a victory. It's when we get, you know, you know, projecting into the future or into our anxious minds, our monkey minds, uh, that we oftentimes get lost. And so I just want to encourage you guys as you approach your goals to really think about the virtues of segmenting and breaking down whatever you have before you uh, into its component parts. And the second part of that equation is really what I call stacking. And I think one of the things that we too infrequently do is celebrate those small victories. Because in celebrating, we begin to cultivate a deeper mindset of our accomplishment. I think many of us are frequent criticizers, (laughs) if you will, of our actions, our inactions, you know, the amount of thoughts we have in a day, how many of them are actually positive and empowering. I would venture to guess, um, unfortunately for many of us, um, it's, it's, there's probably a lot of thoughts that are neutral or negative, uh, more so than, you know, positive and affirming. And so what, what I think is powerful is, as we segment is to stack our victories and celebrate those victories, even if it's in a small way. I think this to me is one of the ways in which gratitude is so powerful because, in gratitude, we're sort of fixing a mindset of celebration around that which we already have. Now, those who subscribe to the law of attraction will say that that gratitude actually attracts in more of that which you are grateful for. Uh, that's not the point of this particular episode. But what I will say is, I think as, as we stack gratitude, for example, it does create a definitive mindset 
which leads to greater happiness uh, and fulfillment and well-being. And, you know, there's this misnomer in our society that if only we have something, then we'll be a certain way, right? If only we have the partner, we'll be happy. If only we have the money, then we'll be happy. But it's actually our beingness that attracts those very things, right? It's actually the reverse. It's not having that leads to being. It's our being that leads to having. And so our being, it's be, do, have, not have, do, be, uh, which I think is the reverse of how we often look at things in society. And so what I just want to encourage you guys is to think about how you can approach tomorrow with a mindset of what does your ideal day look like? You know, maybe take out a piece of paper and jot down literally what that ideal day would look like and celebrate as you make it through uh, your day, some of the things that you said you would do, right? Like, if if you get if you if you wake up without hitting the snooze button at whatever time you you commit your mind to you know ideally you know let's call it six a.m. if you actually do that celebrate that you know if you if you do your ten minutes or your twenty minutes of meditation you know acknowledge yourself celebrate it as you stack those wins imagine how many wins and celebrations you can have in the course of the day at the end of that day, you will be filled with gratitude for that which you set your mind to and that which you achieved. And if you go ahead and stack a day like that into the next day and into the next day, then through segmenting and stacking, you will have have created two of the most profound, profound mindset hacks for dramatically improving the quality of your life. Another way to think about it is, you know, there's a couple sayings. People dramatically, <laughs> dramatically uh, overestimate what they can accomplish in, in a day, but dramatically underestimate what they can accomplish in a year or a decade, right? So also keep that in mind in how you articulate your ideal day. But think about, you know, what what from a day could three months from now look like or could six months from now look like or could a year from now look like? And another way to put it is really... As you as you stack these these wins, right, and and also by the way, acknowledge the if you will the lessons or the failures, right? We, we're so uh, fearful in our society of failure, but oftentimes, in fact, most of the times, that's the way that we have our greatest learnings. So I think having a period of reflection where you look at both the stacked wins, but also the great lessons and learnings so that you can pivot, if you will, and reorient towards the next day is a way in which you can you you also, which I think is an invaluable perspective, keep yourself from going down a precipitous spiral or off in the right, wrong direction too many days in a row. And I think we, I, I like to call that the drift. Many of us, including myself for sure, have gotten caught in the drift you know, where we're, we're sort of in that, in that listlessness or feeling a lack of direction and purpose. One of the best ways to prevent going down into the drift is, is adhering to this practice. And again, segmenting and stacking and having a period of reflection, whether that's after your meditation, doing morning pages to journal, or at the end of the night before bed, giving gratitude and journaling and just reflecting on, you know, your wins from the day. 
my, in my experience, doing those two subtle practices and really focusing on the few feet in front of you, if you do that consistently for six months, your life will unequivocally be profoundly shifted. Um, in, unless, of course, you're already practicing on a regular basis. But I've just seen time and again those that put in the work and segment and, and stack their wins have some of the most profound results that I've seen in my life. And as I look back on my own life, into the periods where I've been in the drift or in the periods where I feel like I've been in my playoff season and, and have some pretty profound victories, the victories that I am most proud of often came from very confined, challenging uh, periods, oftentimes you know, in the context, for example, of Global Citizen in our first year, nine-month sprint, uh, in the context of hosting the event with the Dalai Lama, for example, from idea to execution, a seven-month sprint, um, oftentimes confronted with, you know, potentiality of quitting or, or desire to quit, but staying again in the next day and the next win, and stacking those wins such that it led to pretty profound results, uh, way beyond myself. And I think that's really the essence of purpose to me. It's like, how do we focus out and create results for not only ourselves, but for those beyond us, right? That's where legacy comes in. And I'll speak a bit more to that in a future episode, but I just want to encourage you to to really focus on uh, what's, what's the most important action that you can take in the five feet in front of you. And know that the drift is all around us, especially in today's day and age with technology and social media and all the distractions. But really be mindful of what is your ideal day look like. And if you distill down your ideal day into the values and activities that you see as essential to your happiness and fulfillment, well, that's actually a microcosm of that macrocosm, which is your life on purpose. And that's what we all want. So... Um, I encourage you to go out there, guys, and you know, live that inspired life that I know you can. And I'm here for you. If I can be helpful in any way, shape, or form, if you have any reflection, please go ahead and tag me or comments or send me feedback. I'm at Michael Trainer on all social platforms. If you're finding value in the podcast, it'd mean the world to me if you shared it with someone you think would get value from it. And if you went ahead and left a rating and review over there on uh, Apple or iTunes, uh, really intense on growing this community and making sure that this uh, information gets out far and wide as we build this community together. So thanks, y'all. I appreciate you. Go out there and live your inspired life.